You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I've been wanting to get our next guest on the show for months. You may be familiar with his work. Puzzy Salberg shot into the hearts of parents everywhere when he wrote about a Finnish perspective on the Australian education system. At least, that's what happened for me. Puzzy advocates for the importance of play in learning, of allowing children the opportunities that come with exploring their own creativity, imagination and experimentation. He's Professor of Education Policy at the Gonski Institute for Education at the University of New South Wales. Now, of course, the world has changed. So instead of talking to Puzzy about early learning and primary school education, I'm talking to him about homeschooling. Hi, Puzzy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you going? Good, thank you. Look, I have to say I've always had the utmost respect for teachers and the thought of homeschooling my kids terrifies me. Have you got any words of comfort for me? <laughs> yes, I do, and I'm absolutely sure that you're you're not alone. And I, I think that one thing that we are going to see very soon is the... Uh, um, the huge kind of a return of respect and valuing of what the schools are doing and, and what the teachers do with our children every day. I can see this already in, in my home. We have two school-age boys here, and they are already asking when they can go back to school. <laughs> if there's anything good coming out of this this horrible uh, crisis situation, I think that we, we're going to see we're going to look at our schools and what's happening there, what the teachers do in a very different ways. Some folks may see that kindergarten is a really crucial year to be at school. What would you say to parents who are worried that their child's first year at school has been interrupted this way? Well, I would say this, uh, it's that the parents should not be worried that the children will be somehow left behind in terms of the the learning that normally goes in the kindergartens or even in a primary school. I, I don't think that that's going to hurt children uh, too much but I think that you know if we are not able to provide children with the kind of a healthy and and wise rhythm of the days that they spend now at home including play indoors or if they can play outdoors that healthy eating and other things I think I would be much more worried about children kind of being left behind of these routines that the schools are doing very, very well. And there's a, one particular more concern that I'm, I'm really worried about is that if the parents don't understand that while the technology that is now in every home, the smartphones and iPads and TV, that while it can be ed- educational and good in some things, that it can be, can be harmful if we just rely on the technology and digital media kind of taking care of the the needs of the children, so we need to be mindful. But parents should not be worried about their kids left behind in terms of the school-related knowledge. So when you were speaking there about screens and technology, my imagining is that parents will rely on that when they're trying to do their own own work and keep their kids occupied. How much supervision and involvement do parents need to have during this time of homeschooling? Because I think that's kind of what's challenging everyone is that all of a sudden we're thinking we need to be teachers and Mm. teachers it's a full-on job for them without doing anything else on the side and a lot of parents are working from home now 
Um, how much interaction do we need to be having with our kids in this educational phase of, of learning from home? <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good question. First of all, I would like to clarify a little bit. Um, homeschooling is a different thing than what we are doing, what we are doing here at home now and what you probably do. Homeschooling means that parents, by their choice, keep the, the kids at home and teach them, take the responsibility of teaching their children uh, all the time. What we are doing now, this is not homeschooling. The responsibility of teaching is still with the schools and teachers formally, so parents are not parents are not responsible for doing what the schools and teachers should be doing. It may be a little bit difficult to <laughs> understand it like this, but I think that all the parents should understand this situation like this, that you don't need to you don't need to be an educated teacher, and you can't if you're not. And that will take a lot of burden burden away. I think for, for most of the parents, a good idea at this situ- in this situation is to put their expectations a little bit lower, both in terms of their own children's learning and what they do for the school, but also in terms of their own expectations for their work and life. I think we cannot really survive this coming next three to six months, how, how long this will last, I don't know, if we are expecting that we we must do exactly the same things now than we did in a normal situation. So no parents should try to be a teacher, that's not your job. I think it's very important to, first of all, to explain your children why we are in this situation and what's happening here, and also explain, tell the children that we, we cannot do exactly the same things as the teachers and schools would be doing, but we can do something. And in this something, I think it's also important that parents find their own creative ways to, you know, teach their children something that can be beneficial or helpful for them. For example, I'm, as you said in the introduction, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, learning through play. And there are many, many ways that the, the parents can actually do much better at home through play than the teachers in the school. So... Find out ways to, you know, spend time with your children, explain them what we are doing and why. And, um, and definitely if you, if you decide to use the technology to kill time during these weeks and months at home, join your children when they are watching or playing games through the uh, digital devices and try to keep them away from bad things or learning these habits that it's so easy to sit down and just take your mummy's uh, iPhone and, and play with that. But don't worry, uh, we, cannot, we cannot do the similar things as we do in, did in a normal situation and spend more time with your children. This is, a, this is a positive side for all us parents now is that we, can, we have more time for our kids. I think what you're saying there as well is that it, it can be an opportunity as long as we find something we can do together that we, we're both like, not hating on it really. I'm thinking now of the other day my daughter was a bit despondent and sad because she was stuck inside and so we just went up on her bed and we read together. We read yeah. Roald Dahl together and I thought, yeah. you know what, this is such a beautiful moment that we don't ever get because we're all racing around. We don't have a chance to sit down and read but we both really enjoyed it. Would you say that in some ways it is an opportunity to, to reframe how we learn with our children? Absolutely, and and uh, not not just learn, but how do we spend this valuable time when they are still small? I think you have heard this many times, but I, I hear this uh, often. People say that, oh, if I only had realized when they were small to you know do more things with them, play and read and do music and and many other things. I think 
you, you, you know, if we parents would now realize that, okay, let's uh, just like I said earlier, let, let's lower our own expectations a little bit and spend more time with our kids. And, you know, one fun thing to do that we normally cannot do in a normal life rhythm is to, you know, go to the kitchen and teach our children how to cook, how to cook kind of a healthy, healthy meals and spend more time in the kitchen doing, you know, making food and baking and doing those things that we normally as busy parents cannot do. But that's something that in the long run in this crisis, I think, can be very helpful and valuable for us parents to to accept that we cannot do everything that we should do, but we can do much more with our children. On a side note, you've written about the impact online learning might have on some families who don't have access to the internet. I think it's something a lot of Australians take for granted that everyone has access to the internet and therefore online learning is going to be something everyone will have equal access to. But that's not really the case, is it? No, that's not the case at all. And, you know, even even if the families have access to the internet, it may be slow. And these families may have, you know, we have two children here. Some families have even more. And just think about it. And you have parents, both parents may be there working from home. And then you have two, three, four children using these devices for many families even if you if you can afford these things it's not practically possible to do those things and the other thing of course is that none of us has been really trained or very few of us has been uh, have been trained to learn through these uh, digital technologies and wonderful devices that we have at hand i just had a had a call with the um, very experienced teacher here who said that practically all of the teachers in in her school feel that they are not prepared to work in this type of environment where the kids are not in the school but they are using using computers and um, uh, and the internet at home. So there there are a lot of questions that we are not familiar with or we don't know. And, and certainly one of those things that we at the Konsky Institute now uh, are researching is the, the how this situation really affects the more disadvantaged families, those who may live in the remote and rural parts of the country where all the access to these devices and connectivity are not at the level of what it is here. But there are a lot of, I think we're going to learn a lot of good lessons uh, out of this crisis as well, what we can actually expect students and parents to do when it comes to using the um, uh, technology as a solution for this. There's always a silver lining. Um, Pazzi, thank you so much for speaking with us today. No worries. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pasi Salberg, Professor of Education Policy at the Gonski Institute for Education at the University of New South Wales, Sydney. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.